Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, clinical psychologist at Oxnard Health, and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, the series dedicated to educating you on well-being, wellness, and mental health. And I have with me my co-host, Caitlin. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. 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 I'm excited to talk to you today. So today we'll actually be talking about dum 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 boundary setting. Oh boy. So today we'll be talking about boundary settings at home and at work why they're important, and what way we go about effectively establishing boundaries. What have you done in the past to establish boundaries, Caitlin? Stressed out about having to set a boundary and then ultimately did not set that boundary because I felt guilty. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It is a lot. It's kind of new for me. You have an example. What have you tried? Where have you tried to put a boundary? Okay. I've tried to put boundaries with family relationships, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in my friend groups, Mm -hmm. and definitely in the workplace, Mm -hmm. which I find it to be the most challenging because you want to stay professional and respectful, but also you want to respect your needs. Are you usually one that pours a lot into others? Yes. All right. A lot of people who pour into others often feel that feeling of guilt. Mm. Interesting thing about guilt, though, when people pour into others, it may mean that you're doing something good for yourself. Right. And the thing is, is that emotions are way too fleeting. They come and go too quickly for us to make decisions on them. You'll be guilty this minute and feel good the next minute. And you be have made that decision on guilt, Mm -hmm. right? So when we think about boundary setting, we focus on facts. We focus on things that are true to us, not necessarily what we think, because that's tricky, tricky, and not necessarily how we feel, but what we know to be true. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? It does make sense. So when you say, when it comes to establishing a boundary, let's say in the workplace, Uh and we want to focus on something that we know to be true, Mm -hmm. what exactly does that mean? So... It's almost like, yes, I know I need to eat lunch, right? That's the truth, yes. right? But I feel guilty because I have all of this work to do. Mm. You see, mm-hmm. the guilty part is fleeting because mm-hmm. you know for sure you need to eat to be able to sustain for the rest of the day and be fueled up to do the work. Right. That makes sense? That does make sense. And that's something that I actually do struggle with. And mm-hmm. I oftentimes find myself having my lunch at my desk mm-hmm. instead of maybe stepping away and like going out to lunch for a quick lunch right. or even just watching TV or getting some fresh air or something like that. And this is why they call lunch a lunch break, not yeah. just lunch work, working right. lunch. <laughs> You've heard of working lunch. Oh, yes. But they're often far and few between because mm-hmm. we realize, uh, well, we realize in the well-being world that it's important to break, to have a time away and a mental recharge. So what we'll be talking about today is really how do we distinguish between home and work and what boundaries are important? First of all, why are they important? Why are boundaries important? Why? Yeah. I feel like from what I know about boundaries, mm-hmm. it's... Boundaries are put in place to ultimately, I think, make my life feel easier and something that works for me. So if, let's say, someone, for example, wants to schedule a meeting during lunchtime, Mm -hmm. I think a proper boundary could say, could we choose an hour that's not my lunch break because Mm -hmm. I really need this time to recharge? Mm -hmm. Is that what 
Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And the fact that you even questioned if it's right, you felt a little guilty saying it, right? I did, yes, because <laughs> right. I'm like, well, we need to have this meeting, I guess, or right. this is the only time that it can happen. You don't need to reassure me. That sounds good. <laughs> and the interesting thing about the reason at work why boundaries are important is to lower workplace toxicity. Have you ever gone through a day pushing through, doing things that you know you should have giving someone a left and right limit on or checking into yourself and saying, I can't do that. Not a no, but not a right, not right now. And at the end of the day, you're like, I don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. And then waking up in the morning, sitting in the parking lot, contemplating, opening a tiki hut on the beach mm -hmm. or coming into work. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That is resentment and workplace toxicity. So we try to limit that with boundary setting. Think of boundaries as a door that you open and close, not a brick wall, right? People okay. think boundaries are hard and fast brick walls. It's really a door that you control. And when people, when you have to put up stronger boundaries, you may close the door. Mm -hmm. You may lock it or you may open it and crack it, peek your head through and all right, you can come on in and you can open it back. So it's, it's ever, it's a living boundary. It's yeah. not necessarily something that's finite. I like that visual. I think mm -hmm. that that resonates for me and that makes sense. Can I ask you, can we go back a second? Can I yeah. ask you, what is workplace toxicity uh -huh. and what are some signs that, toxicity. right, like what are some right. signs that like something is not right in right. your work environment or that you should establish a boundary? Right. So it's when you, sometimes it's thoughts and feelings. Like I said, workplace toxicity is when people in the environment are arguing a lot over simple things. Um, the diffusion of responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. When, hey guys, can I get some volunteers to do that? People are like, I'm not doing nothing. Y'all wore me out, mm -hmm. right? I'm burnt out, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Y'all already go through my boundaries and nobody's volunteering. You don't feel the passion anymore. It, things feel off, seem off. The comments and the thoughts that you're hearing from people are no longer productive. Right. So that can create a toxic work environment. And a part of it could be the lack of boundaries. Not all, because some people are just toxic people, but it could be the lack of boundaries that you set. Burnout at work is when you're just so overwhelmed. Right. You don't feel connected to the work anymore. You don't um, feel compelled to come to work. Like I say, you're sitting in the parking lot contemplating. Am I sick today or not? <laughs> right? Do I feel the little scratch in my throat or not? Mm -hmm. Right? As opposed to when you first got into the work, when you were passionate about it, when you got up and got dressed in the morning and you're dancing in the living room, having your coffee and ready to go out. Right? That's a telltale sign that we may need to look at how, well, besides the things that are going on with you personally, we need to take a look at how we're interacting with other people, what boundaries we're setting at work and at home that may be adding to those feelings and adding to those thoughts and adding to the behaviors, right? Right. I imagine as we're, what, in year three of, or at the end of two of the pandemic, mm -hmm. workplace burnout might be at an all-time all high. high. Yeah. When it comes to what could be a boundary that an employee could set to kind of help combat mm -hmm. burnout right. and then also what is the difference between 
workplace burnout in mm-hmm. the midst of a pandemic mm-hmm. when there are so many other overwhelming things happening right. versus if it is a workplace specific issue. Does right. that make sense? Right. And and some of them are the same, but some of them are a little bit different. So we'll take this one one by one. Mm-hmm. General professional boundaries, right? Pacing yourself. Um, there's differences between personal and professional. We think about the personal as interactional styles with family, at home, relationships, doing things, and boundaries with yourself mm-hmm. as well, right? Sometimes we got to create boundaries with ourselves and the things that we do. So when we think about professional boundaries, I'll break that down into being at work pre-pandemic and a blend of at work and at home post-pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So all in all, overarching pacing yourself, right? When we think of priorities and list making, everyone makes a list, right? We make a to-do list and then we look at this to-do list and then we're overwhelmed. A good boundary here would be to not think of everything all as emergent but as a list of things. And that list can be living too, it can move. So it's the top priority, the next top priority. Because if everything's a priority, nothing can be a priority. So that document in terms of your to-do list is living, not for something at the end of the day to look back at that you haven't completed, right? So our approach in looking at that is different. Another good way to kind of combat that is to make a done it list. Have you ever made a done it list? No. What's a done it? Is that <laughs> writing down everything you've already done in the day? Yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> right. Why not? Yeah. Right. So that is creating an interpersonal kind of the thing that you might need personally for yourself to help compel you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're only one way, oh, I got to do all these things. I got to do all these things. It can lead to burnout. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're working, a boundary that you set for yourself is that I'm not only going to do a to-do list to make myself feel bad. I'm going to look at that to-do list as a living document that guides me, right? Because your to-do list never ends. And then I'm going to do a done it list. At the end of the day, even if it's just a mental note to say, oh, I did this, this, and this, check, check, check. Because you cross it off, right? Mm -hmm. Your to-do list. But you've done it. So why not make your own done it list? I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. That sounds like motivating and also confirming that you are getting things done throughout the day right because sometimes like the whole day will pass and I'm just like what happened what just happened right you know and that's when the professional bleeds into the personal right when you're uh, perceiving that you're not doing well at work and you're hard on yourself about it that's when you have to set a boundary close the door on that toxic side of yourself Mm -hmm. right because it's not helpful and then sometimes you open it when that toxic, toxic side or those negative thoughts are in your head. You might, all right, what you doing over there? Are you, you all right? You chilling out essentially? Mm-hmm. Are you calm? All right. Then I'll let that part of me that propels me, that pushes me, that says what I need to do back in when it's not negative saying you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And another thing is taking breaks, right? We just talked about that. Yeah. At work, a break is a break. You need to recharge. And I get it. Sometimes you have deadlines. Sometimes you have things you have to do. But realistically, tell me, would you be able to meet that deadline if you're fueled, hydrated, and have had a mental break or not with those things? With those things, you're more likely to work better Mm -hmm. if you take care of yourself first. Right. 
but that's so hard to do. Mm -hmm. And even not just taking breaks throughout the day, but taking vacation time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another thing too yeah. that you you want to step away for a week and you deserve to go step away for a week mm -hmm. and live your life. Mm -hmm. But then there's also that need or that desire like, oh, let me just check my email real quick. Right. Or let me respond to this message right. Really and that's when the personal boundaries or the right. lack of personal boundaries, meaning checking yourself, bleed into those professionals. We know it's important. And even if you can't wait for that grand Mexican vacation, even if you can't wait for that weekend where you're just going to shut down daily, including things by taking breaks, even if it's just two minutes. I often ask a lot of my people who are in professionally fast paced environments, have you used the restroom? Mm. Have you used the bathroom? Right? Mm -hmm. That is boundary setting and taking breaks. Mm -hmm. So just making sure these basic things are needed or are, are done that you need. And then reminding yourself that this will help. So sometimes it's all in here about reminding yourself and not listening to those toxic thoughts. Uh, thoughts are like saliva in the brain. They're not always true. They come from out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You don't have to believe them just because they're there. The emotions are too transient. They're too fleeting. They come and go too often for us to make factual decisions. So sometimes when you say, I need to take that break. Well, I need to do this work. All right, self. I need to pee so yeah. I can get this work done, right? Mm -hmm. I need to drink some water. I need to eat lunch. So sometimes it is a mental check, just kind of checking yourself and putting that boundary around your own brain, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing we want to talk about too is the separation. We're talking about this of work and home. If you're working in the office, pre-pandemic, you were working there. Some people worked at home pre-pandemic. It's having a time, a boundary is having a time to shut off. That's why I say utilize your commute time, whatever that is. If you're driving to work, you charge up, right? You're already thinking about working the things you have to do. When you're coming from home, what is it? Charge down, turn off, mm -hmm. have a second, even if it's quiet time, although usefulness of quiet time, it can be different. If you're going to be quiet and ruminate and your mind's going, da, 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 quiet time's not for you. And do something productive. Listen to a song that you know all the lyrics to. And blast that song, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to an audio book on the way. Do some breathing exercises. Something during that time, that commute time, as opposed to that road rage, right? Yeah. So that separating. So having that physical, biological, and mental separation from work at home. Mm -hmm. Having a time-based boundary, right? When will you let home be home and work be work? Mm -hmm. Do you answer emails when you're at home, Right. Um, some jobs do very good at looking at your timeline and your trajectory and telling you at quarterlies, you're doing too much work at home. Some don't. So you have to check yourself and be like today, if I have a deadline, I'm going to spend an hour when I get home working and then I'm going to shut it down. Have that already in your mind, that limit, set a timer on your phone, because if you don't already have that boundary set in your mind, three hours will pass by and right. now you're not doing things good for yourself to help you prepare for work the next day. Right. If you're working from home, separation of the actual physical space. Do you have a dedicated workspace? Because those things start to bleed in and yes, it feels like do. you're working all the time. Right. Especially in the era of COVID when, when kids were home, everything was just very chaotic. So thinking about your workspace, you don't even need to have a dedicated office space. Find a corner of the room, right? Mm -hmm. Find 
that living room area where you can set up a chair or a corner of the sofa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you throw a sheet over it, mm-hmm. something to make sure that that separation of work stays separated. And when you shut down for the day, it's got to be outside of your mind. You put it away. You cover it up. You put it in a drawer. Because if you were working at work, you wouldn't see that. Those are cues, triggers in your environment. If you're walking, let's say you're having lunch, having dinner at home, cooking, enjoying time with loved ones, and you see that computer, it's going to cue you and your mind will begin to work. Yeah. So taking those cues out of the environment. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you're working from home. If you're at work, be at work. Don't use your breaks to put a load of laundry in. I know it's tough, but when you do that, it bleeds, right? If you were in work environment, you wouldn't be able to do that stuff at home. That's something that I struggle with because I I like to do 10 things at once. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at juggling multiple tasks at once. Ooh, research says no. I know, but it's like <laughs> the busyness keeps me stimulated yeah. and engaged. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely the one that's like, <clears throat> oh, I have 10 minutes before my next break. Let me go throw a load of laundry in. Mm-hmm. But something that I've started doing that I guess over the past couple of months that's been really helpful for me yeah. because I do work primarily from home, mm-hmm. I don't check my emails after a certain time. I don't check them before a certain time. Perfect. I've started, we talked about sleep um, and establishing nighttime routines. I've started doing that and waking up a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and using my mornings to walk my dog, like leisurely. Perfect. And like kind of take time for myself. And so now when nine o'clock rolls around, when I usually like hop online, Mm -hmm. I'm not frantic, Mm -hmm. and it has made a world of a difference. And especially you mentioned, you know, because I don't have an office, so my dedicated space is like a a little corner on my bar. That's good. But at the end of the workday, I hide my computer. Perfect. So I can't even see it. So it's like it doesn't even exist. Right. It's not a cue. We have cues in our environment for everything. We have cues for eating. We have cues for relaxation. Mm -hmm. And the same thing when you're trying to go to work from home. If you're not dressed and you see that blanket on the sofa, that is a cue for relaxation. Mm -hmm. You need to have a dedicated workspace to leave the home at home so you can be productive at work. Mm -hmm. If you see the load of laundry out, you're going to be cued. So sometimes it's thinking about the actual environment, what's cueing you to do things that you know are not effective when you're at work and when it's not effective when you're at home, mm-hmm. right? So thinking about the space and the environment too. And remember always kind of having this mental conversation that it's okay because you know the facts. That's the big part. When you, oh, I need to put that load in. Oh, I feel so bad. I got 10 minutes. I need to put that load in. That's when you have a talk for yourself. Okay, just know if I do that, work and home will bleed together. I'm going to put that load of laundry in. My my brain will turn on for home and I might not be as productive at work because I'm cued now for home, right? Cues right. are very important. So all in all with the workspace, setting up a separation and division of space as best as you can. If you don't have that space, at least take the cues out of your environment. No. What's the word with no? Mm-hmm. Can you say No. Can I? Mm-hmm. I'm getting better at it. Okay. I'm getting better at it. I actually said no this week. Okay. In a workplace 
discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I it feel did. like? I felt like um, I shouldn't have done it. Oh, remember we said about guilt? Right. right? I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, we, I was asked if I could take on something. Mm-hmm. And my initial thought was, yes, absolutely. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then I sat down with myself and I looked at what I currently have. The facts. I looked at the facts and I said, you know, I actually cannot take this on and perform at my peak capacity. Right. So I said, no. Okay. And so I you, was like, Ugh. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what we just talked about. Right. Not focusing on thoughts because sometimes thoughts aren't true for us. Mm-hmm. You're excited about it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And not feelings. The feeling of guilt or even not even guilt. The feeling of beckoning sometimes like you're beckoned to do it because you like to do it Mm -hmm. but focusing on facts is this realistic for me to integrate into my current work schedule can i realistically put all of the effort that i need to put into this to make it successful that's the factual question if it's a no or even a not right now right Mm -hmm. it's thinking about it um maybe but not now Mm -hmm. maybe when i get these things done these things done and that helps you to continue to work through your to-do list, right? Right. Right. Can I ask you a question? Of that course. It's more of a personal question, mm-hmm. but it goes hand in hand with boundaries. Yeah. It goes hand in hand with work blending into your personal life. Mm-hmm. I am the type of person where serving others makes me feel good. Yeah. So helping someone makes me feel good. Having my friends come to me with like their issues makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, saying yes at work and executing whatever task makes me feel good, mm-hmm. even if at the end of the day I'm a little bit more tired than I probably should yeah. be. For people like me mm-hmm. who operate like I do with like acts of service and enjoying that, how do we fulfill that need that we have mm-hmm. but also set a boundary mm-hmm. so we also have time and energy to give back to ourselves? It's progress, not perfection. Let's start there. Okay. Right? There won't be any perfect way to do it. So give yourself grace in that way. Okay. Right? The next thing is self-awareness. If your cup is empty, how can you pour into others? Dust? What are some symptoms of an empty cup? <laughs> Dust. Empty. <laughs> <laughs> Dust. There you go. <laughs> symptoms of an empty cup is when you think about it and you depletion you feel depleted when when those those simple cues you're not taking care of the basic needs right you're not sleeping well you're not eating you feel tired all the time you don't feel compelled you're irritable quick to snap when people are coming to you and you're rolling your eyes in the dark right i've been there yeah right. i've been there signs of an empty cup right that it, it's a balance cuz you want to be there for your friend what a good boundary can look like is you have that friend that needs something a time-based boundary. They want to talk to you about something. Oh, yeah, sure, babe. I got five minutes. I like that. That could also translate into work, too, because we'll have, like, a need for a quick meeting, and it's like, okay, but it needs to be quick. Five minutes. And yeah. if you're on the phone, who's going to say something if you say you have to go to the bathroom? That <laughs> right? is so true. I got to oh, run. I, I got to <laughs> run. I got to go to the restaurant. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Or, or somebody's calling me. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't want, I don't want to tell you to lie and be untruthful. You have to gauge where you are right. in terms of assertiveness. Of course, I want you to be assertive and say, hey, I'm very firm. Mm-hmm. So the it, in a perfect world, what that could look like is, hey, I have about five minutes. Give it to me. But then I have to leave. 
if you're not at that place that comes to that self-awareness, right? If you're not at that place yet to be that assertive or firm, then you say, all right, honey, I got five minutes. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, shoot. And you keep keep checking. Oh, shoot. I got to go. I'm going to call you back, though. I got to go for whatever reason. I got to go to the restroom. I got a call coming in. Somebody's knocking on my door. Right. Check into yourself. Even before having that conversation, checking into self to see where you are, right? Is the cup super full? Then maybe you can pour a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If it's empty, you're dusting cobwebs. It's mm-hmm. not going to even help them anyway, right? right? So thinking, right? Focusing on those thoughts and having that self-awareness. Sometimes putting boundaries around yourself. Even at work too, when we're thinking about taking on task, checking facts, not fiction. Our minds, oh my gosh, the storytelling mind, y'all. I want to take a moment to highlight this and then we'll transition into personal real quick. Your mind tells you stories, right? Based on past, based on what's currently going on, based on biology, where your hormones are, what you've eaten, how you've slept, tells you stories, okay? Sometimes we have to sort through if the stories are fact or fiction. That's where we come in with asking the questions, is this real? And then... That story is fiction. I don't have to listen to it, right? Then you make decisions to set boundaries. That makes sense? That does make sense. Your mind will tell the story. Fleet is coming from everywhere. That's what Mm -hmm. the mind's meant to do. But you don't have to listen. And it's not hard truth. It's not fiction. I mean, it's not fact. It could be fiction. Mm -hmm. That is where you check in first when you're setting boundaries. Also, some personal boundaries to set is knowing, like I say, grace, that you're doing okay. Family members who were in the pandemic and teaching kids, you're not teachers. It's okay. (laughs) Families who are now taking care, everything is okay. Open communication with whomever's around you is is the way to go as well. But also thinking about where your limits are and how to have those difficult conversations, which could be a whole segment in of itself. I was going to ask Mm -hmm. if you could share some examples of what language to use Mm -hmm. when you're wanting to set a boundary. Absolutely. Not blaming language. You're just basically highlighting exactly what's there. So if I have a boundary with you and and you're using all my time, you know, what I would say to you is, you know, when you go over time, it makes me feel like my time isn't important. Right? You're not blaming. You're just saying what's there for you. Can we limit the conversations to about five minutes, right? When we're at a meeting, guys, when we're at the meeting, we go over time. It makes me feel like you don't think I have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So you're not blaming. And it can be in that tone. Mm-hmm. But you have to check into yourself to see if you're ready for that, right? Right. Sometimes you got to be like, I got to go to the bathroom. You're yeah. not there yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's a process. You're not there. To- exactly. And it's progress, not perfection. Right. What if the person who you're establishing the boundary with does not know how to receive your boundary Mm -hmm. because they themselves do not know how to set boundaries? That's that door. Mm -hmm. That's that door and what we call hard boundaries. All right. If you're not receiving what I'm saying, I have to limit my conversations with you altogether. I don't want to use the block finger, but I can use it. Yeah. When when you call, you don't have to say this. This is your talk with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. When you call, I have to... Not answer, not even get myself into that situation. But boundaries, all in all, when we think about boundaries, we think about things in the professional world and a personal world. First, looking at self, boundarying yourself, and thinking about how 
Boundaries from personal and professional can change how they're the same. If you have this basic concept of boundaries down, it'll work, right? For both. I want to transition into our mindful moment. Okay. In each of these segments, we have a mindful moment. And today I want to do a visualization activity. And what it does, it's called a leaf on the stream that I use for people how to let things go. Sometimes we're super tied to our thoughts that we have to actually see ourselves letting go of the guilt, letting go of the pressure to do well, letting go of the pressure to be everything to everyone. We have to see that. So in this moment, I just want you to get into a position of, of relaxation, which is legs uncrossed and settled. And all you have to do is listen to my voice. You can close your eyes if you would like. And I just want you to take two deep breaths in, inhaling positivity and exhaling anxiety, exhaling guilt. And I just want you to imagine that you're in the middle of this beautiful, expansive forest. Kind of making mental notes of what's around you. Colors, sounds, feelings. Maybe it's daylight. You're you here. You're not an onlooker. You're you looking through your own eyes. And in the middle of this wide, expansive forest, you come upon a stream. It's a shallow stream. You can see right to the bottom. Maybe there are fish jumping, rocks at the bottom. It's peaceful here. And now you begin to notice hundreds of leaves floating easily downstream. Not tumultuous in any way, just easy flowing. Leaves of different sizes and colors. And you think, hmm, interesting. These leaves are there for a purpose. They're there for you to recall and bring up anything that's stressful. Any feelings you have that you want to let go. Any thoughts, any situations. Placing each thing on a leaf and seeing it float away. Easy, not throwing it on that leaf, but easily placing it and watching it float away and spend a few moments here thinking of things and watching them float away. And as the leaves begin to thin out, if you need more time, of course, spend time here watching these leaves. But as the leaves begin to thin out, I want you to imagine yourself back in the middle of this expansive forest, feeling a little lighter, feeling a little bit more open to opportunity, more open to grace, more open to self-love, and more open to accomplishment and success as you let these things go. And open your eyes, okay? That's called cognitive diffusion. Sometimes we get so tightly held with what we have to do, what we need to do, that we can't put boundaries. So we actually have to visualize ourselves letting these things go, see it, mm -hmm. so that we're not here, but we're here. That was beautiful, actually. <laughs> yeah, very helpful. I already feel a little bit more like, whew. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. Again, I'm Dr. Murray. I'm a psychologist at Auctioner Health, and I have with me my co-host, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. 
Today we talked about boundaries. And remember, whenever we're having these segments, this does not constitute a therapeutic relationship with myself, but merely for educational purposes. If you ever feel like you need to establish a professional therapeutic relationship with a provider, please see the resources that come. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Murray. Of course.